Hello, my name is Erica Shea, and you are tuned into Slay, where each week you and I turn our attention inward and reflect on ideas intended to help move you into a state of inspiration and empower you to take decisive, proactive action towards achieving your goals and reaching your highest potential. This is episode number five, and today we are talking about self-reflection. It is the ultimate self-care practice, if you ask me. It is a requisite to sustainable growth, development, and success. Not only does it help you understand your emotions, strengths, and weaknesses better, but it helps you challenge limiting beliefs and shine light on roadblocks that keep you from reaching your highest potential. If you are someone who is ready to live more on purpose and in purpose, then this episode is for you. Let's get into it. Every action creates a force of energy that returns in like kind. That is the universal law of cause and effect. You reap what you sow. Every choice has a consequence, a good or bad result. As adults, the results of our lives are a result of the choices that we have made. It may suck to think about it this way because it places all of the blame on you and who wants to feel like the problem because I mean that's a hard that's a hard truth to sit with, but it's also inspiring, right? Like when you can think about just getting over yourself and realize that you are also the solution and you have the total power to flip the script on your circumstances, that is energizing. The universe is conspiring to give us everything that we want. I really do believe that, but we have to prove that we are ready and deserving of more, that we are worthy of that abundance. I look at it just like I do with my kids. They love getting new toys, but my mindset is your room is a literal disaster. Have you seen it? Like, where are you living? Because when I go in there, I'm like, there's a bomb went off and all of the shit that I bought you is all over the floor. Like, you don't care. You got things everywhere. I don't know how you walk in here without breaking your ankle or your things. You play with your stuff for like five minutes before you're bored again. Why should I spend my hard-earned money to pay for something just because you want it when you haven't shown me that you know how to care for what you have? Like, show me that you can take care of your things. Keep your stuff off of the floor, please. Do something with the chaos that is your bedroom floor, and then maybe I will consider the thought of you being ready. But until then, I can't, in good conscience, buy you more shit. I can't give you more things. I'm sorry about it. Same thing goes in life. We inform the universe that we want love and abundance to manifest in our lives. It's going to have a hell of a time believing that we're ready when the relationship we have with ourselves, for example, is weak. Like, how are you going to exhibit no sort of self-love, but you want me to send this amazing someone to you just so you can treat them the way you treat yourself? Like, no, ma'am. How are you going to manage more material possessions these really luxurious things that you want to have, a nice car, a nice home, whatever it may be, when you haven't even demonstrated that you can manage your finances with the things that you have already. It's going to need to see that our actions and behaviors align with our intentions, those things that we desire, that we can handle it. And it's going to put us through trials and tests that force us to get uncomfortable and demonstrate our growth, our mastery, and our readiness 
even if you haven't asked the universe, it knows the desires of your heart and it's going to push you whether you want it to or not. And it has no shame in putting us through the same lesson over and over and over until we decide enough is enough. Because obviously you have no shame and just living in mediocrity. Change is inevitable. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Growth is optional. We evolve or we repeat. It is that simple. I am sure that we all agree that when we know better, we do better. However, there are so many people, maybe even yourself included, which I I hope not to be the case, who find themselves in a position that they've been in before that they know is not reflective whatsoever of their values, who they are, their abilities, their worth. How does this happen? Why does this keep happening? I would guess that while a lot of time has been spent just thinking those sad thoughts, those discontented, miserable thoughts surrounding the circumstances, not much time, energy, and effort has been applied to the why and getting down to the how. We don't simply learn through experience how we're going to be better. We've got to reflect and find actual insights that allow us to be and do better the next time we're tested or faced with a similar circumstance. Think of being a kid. You're in the kitchen in front of the stove helping one of your parents get food ready. You've been near the stove plenty of times and never have you ever been burned, but today you get burned. How did this happen? Like you look, you see that the red coils under the glass cooktop were lit up. Okay, so now I know that when those are on, I have to be careful. Done. Except not done because two days later, you burn yourself again and the red coils aren't even on. You thought that you were safe from getting burned again, and just like that, you find yourself right back in the same situation. Until we learn all that it is that we need to learn from a lesson, we're going to repeat it. The best way to avoid similar mistakes is to examine all variables, and unfortunately, you did not do that the first time. So yes, you acknowledge that if the coils were lit up, you could get burned, but This time you saw that you could still get burned with them off. How? Good question. You notice that there is a light by the dials that indicates that the surface is still hot and you missed that the first time you got burned. So even if the burners aren't lit up, you still have to be careful. It sucks that you got burned again, right? But you add the information to your data bank and you move differently in the future. That is the benefit of self-reflection. It allows you to zoom out and look at life objectively, to be aware of who and where you are, gain perspective, find insight on what is and isn't working so that you can make adjustments and continue to move forward and do so with greater peace of mind, harmony, and clarity. Until then, as long as you avoid taking the time to reflect and gather the information that is necessary to your growth and success, you're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel beat down by life because you will be repeating the same lessons over and over and over. Self-reflection is how you take your power back at the end of a long day, week, or month because you know that the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. So you are there searching for insights as often as you can, and you consider ways to improve so that you can be better tomorrow, next week, next month, and so forth. You prioritize it because your peace, your health, your success counts on it. Those things are priorities to you. You understand that the choices that you choose today determine the results of your life tomorrow, and it's that simple. All the answers that you need for anything in your life are within you, and with time and practice, they will be revealed to you, but you've got to go in. You have to start asking yourself questions, paying attention to what comes up. You've got to write everything down, 
look for patterns, learn where you can improve, consider ways that you can be and do better, apply your findings and make the process a habit. So great pep talk, Erica. That sounds amazing. How can I go about the self-reflection process if it's new to me and it's a practice that I want to adopt? I'm so glad that you asked. Start by building 15 minutes into your schedule on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis where you sit down with a journal, pen, and five to 10 pre-selected questions that you feel help sharpen you and keep you focused on what's currently working in your life, growing you, and what isn't. Keep it simple to avoid overwhelming yourself. If it helps to have a framework for your session, you can think about the five C's that we discussed in episode two to create change. Remember, the first one is check yourself. You want to ask, where am I currently not in alignment, either with my values or with who I want to be? The second thing you're going to do is confront. You want to ask yourself, what things in my life do not currently serve my growth? What things could I let go of? Thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, people get real. The third thing you're going to do is counter those things. You want to take your answers from one and two and ask yourself, What could I have done differently in the area I'm feeling out of alignment? What will I do better next time I'm in a similar situation? What actions or measures will I need to let go of that no longer serve me to give myself more energy for what does? The fourth thing that you're going to do is celebrate. You want to ask yourself, what am I doing that is working well for me that I can appreciate and be grateful for today, this week, or this month? And then finally, the fifth thing, you're going to commit. This is where you think about your values, your priorities, and you ask yourself, what is the most important thing for me to focus on right now? Why is it the most important thing for me to focus on right now? And what immediate actions or measures will I need to take to better prioritize it and align with my intentions? Once you've answered those questions to the best of your ability, close it up. Thank the universe for the wisdom that you are cultivating through self-reflection. Allow yourself to feel optimistic for the future. Breathe in the present and exhale the past. Then go about your day or night with a renewed sense of peace and clarity. Remember, balance is key to everything. While self-reflection can absolutely propel you forward, and I believe in that wholeheartedly, it is a practice that should be handled with care because it can also have the absolute opposite effect. Think paralysis by overanalysis. It is super easy for the untrained mind to get caught up obsessing over past memories that have unresolved pain attached that produce real emotional and physiological responses within you in the here and now, which can make you feel worse than when you started and possibly get you to give up. And I say that from experience, which is why I emphasize and stress giving yourself a time limit when you go into this and an objective. You want to safeguard yourself from going down a deep, dark tunnel that you don't have the mental artillery in place yet to defend yourself with. Give yourself some guidelines. Limit the questions and the time that you start with. That way it's short, sweet, and controlled. You're productive and efficient. The five C's that we covered just now are a great way to start since it provides structure while you're working to develop this habit. But the most important thing is that you find a reflection method that works for you, questions that speak to you with a system that you can stick with. If you never journal and you're not sure about your ability to be consistent, 
maybe start with reflecting once a month at the end of the month. If you already journal here and there, maybe commit to reflecting every Sunday, making it a weekly basis thing and decide to build from there. If you are already doing it weekly, maybe you test your luck at reflecting at the end of each day. Reevaluate the frequency from time to time to fit your life. We all go through different seasons, so every season is going to look a little different. Be easy on yourself. Just do the best you can. Remember, to grow and reach our highest potential, we have to understand our limitations and our powers. If you feel lost or that you're lacking purpose, start here. Work to understand where you are and gain clarity on where you want to be so that you can begin to live each day with a greater sense of purpose. If you desire to experience less stress in your life, start here. This is how you cultivate wisdom. You become more aware of your strengths and weaknesses. You start to brainstorm ways to improve and be better. You begin to adapt to changes in your life with more confidence and self-esteem, which allows you to face the unknown with more peace of mind. With time, you find that you're no longer reacting and living by cause and effect, but instead you're creating and causing an effect. It's powerful. If that is something that you value, start already. It's not going to be easy. It's going to take time, but if you do the work, life will be a hell of a lot easier. I swear to you, remember just because some things don't work, it doesn't mean that all things won't work. Experiment, keep yourself open, keep an open mind. When we are committed, we find solutions. When we are not committed, we find excuses. Decide. Are you committed to living a life that you love or not? If so, then help yourself by illuminating your path forward with self-reflection. Get clear on what you desire and lay the mental groundwork for what you want to bring to life. It is that simple. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it on your IG story and tag me at Erica Shea. I really appreciate the support. If you haven't yet rated the show or left a review, doing so will really go a long way in helping make it discoverable to others as they're searching for new things to listen to. Until next time, continue to show up for yourself in a major way.